Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Welcome, 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 everyone, back to another incredible, amazing, stupendous, scrum diddlyumptious episode of the Real Film Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Matt Hinshaw. Excited for Avengers Endgame this evening, which I am going to. Wait, 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 wait. You're going to this evening? Yes, I am. Oh, man, that's awesome. Well, you know, I was not going to go. I've talked about it, I think, a little bit. I was not going to go. I was going to wait until, like, Sunday or Monday. But I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go on opening night. I'll just take a look, see if there's any seats available. I looked. There's 5 million showings here. Like, literally 5 million. They're even doing a midnight showing here. And they don't do midnight showings at all anymore. There's a 12-15. I'm not going wow. to that one. Wow. Um, you know what? I, I, I think because the movie is uh, just over three hours, they really want to get as many showtimes in as possible. So I think they're gonna be I think they're gonna be running all night in like bigger cities. I think it's just gonna be crazy. Well, there's a couple AMCs. I saw a report on the news the other day when I was watching in the morning. I watched the news the local news here in Prescott, which is not Prescott, it's actually Phoenix, Fox 10, Corey McCloskey, you're my dog. Anyways. Um, <laughs> nice, nice. Good He's shot. the weatherman that does all kinds of goofy shit. He's also a stand-up comedian. He's, he's, he's fun. He's a goofball. But anyways, they were doing a little quick blurb where they were saying the first few days on some of the AMC theaters, especially in the bigger cities, I don't know if Phoenix is one, they were just, it was just a general story. That uh, the first three days of um, Endgame being open, there's a handful of AMCs that are literally running uh, 24-7 for the first three days. Oh, yeah, man. I, I could imagine, man. Like, there's going to be a reason that this movie's going to make likely over $300 million this weekend, and it's three hours. The only way they can do that is to run 24-7, and also, if there's other movies out, which we know there's a couple... They're just going to play like one showtime. Oh, yeah. One or two, maybe tops. It depends on the theater as well. But, um, you know, anyways. So uh, there you go, folks. I don't mean to already start talking about Endgame, but uh, I honestly was not planning on going. I sat down. I pulled up my uh, Fandango app, uh, who does not sponsor us. But if they want to give us money, they can. Because that's what I use when I buy tickets in advance. I looked at Picture ah, Show. yes, Fandango. Nice. Yeah, I looked at Picture Show because I'm like, you know what? If I'm going to buy a ticket in advance, I want to make sure I have a good seat. So I committed to Picture Show as much as I talk shit about Picture Show, and I hate Picture Show because the people talk all the time. I got a good seat. It wasn't sold out. Um, there's quite a few open, not great seats, but I got a pretty good seat. It's like the third row back, um, third row from the back, so it's kind of in the middle. I'm off to the side a little bit, but there's no one else in my row as of right now. It's just me. But uh, I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'll get it. And so I'm going not to the midnight, not to the 1150. I'm going to the 1130 showing on Thursday night. Wow. Wow, man, dude, that's going to be late, dude. You're going to get out of there really late. I mean, I I guess for you, that's just like normal bedtime. No, it's still pretty damn late for me because I've been trying to force myself to go to bed at midnight. Oh, okay. So it's tough. I usually read. I try to lie down at midnight and then I read for about an hour, hour and a half. But uh, 
No, it's still going to be pretty late for me. I'm just going to have to, you know, get some caffeine going in the blood or something. But uh, I'm pretty stoked about it. I hope not a lot of people are talking. Uh, and one of my coworkers got tickets for Friday, and I can't have a coworker showing me up, especially not something like the Marvel Cinematic Universe Endgame. I mean, seriously, like that's what we're known for, Mike, is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, come on. Yeah, I I know, I know. This this is what we talk about. We talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, and yeah. Star Wars. You can't you can, you can't have. Well, yeah, it's a little bit of the worst. But we can't have anybody showing us up, man. You've got to be there. Damn right. Damn right. So anyways, all right. For those of you who did not notice, there he is. The one, the only Mr. Mike Talent. Uh, hey, everybody. Um, uh, so since Matt got us off on a little tangent there, I'm just going to ask Matt right out the bat. Matt, what are you drinking? <sighs> Dude, you're going to be disappointed. Uh, okay. I am not drinking an alcoholic beverage. Dude, that's okay. You don't have to. I made some sun tea this past weekend because it has just been gorgeous here in Prescott. Just gorgeous. It's been windy as shit, so I don't get to fly, but the temperature has just been beautiful. So I made some sun sun tea on Sunday, and I'm like, you know what? I really need to drink it before it starts getting real nasty. So I'm drinking a nice large glass of homemade sun iced tea. No lemon, no sugar, just the tea, pure as the driven snow, like my father drinks, with lots of ice. Nice, man. Dude, I I like a nice glass of uh, tea, you know? Uh, I I don't think I've had sun tea in forever, but uh, that's awesome. I know you're a sweet tea guy, too, so. Well, I was, but, um, you know, cutting back on some calories, sweet tea is definitely one of those. You know, I've tried the sweet tea. I just can't do it. It just doesn't taste right having sugar in tea for me. It just doesn't. So I I don't like lemon, nothing. I Maybe it's from hearing my dad order it over, you know, how old am I? 37, 37 years. So I maybe it's just built into my system, but I really like it. Just lots of ice, just the tea. It's, it's, it's nice. So, all right, Mike, well, what are you drinking? All right, Matt. So get ready. Get ready, everybody. Which IPA is it? It's not an IPA. What? Yep. Uh, so I am drinking Hubbard's Cave Cocoa Vaughn. Uh, it's a imperial stout with uh, toasted coconut and vanilla beans. Dude, that sounds delightful. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty good, dude. But it's really strong, so I'm having just a little bit of it. Well, that's imperial stouts, though. I mean, across the board, that's why they say imperial because it's super alcohol rich. What is it like? Fifteen percent? Ten percent? Uh, it says it's 12%. Nice. Yeah. See, uh, I think, I don't know. You're the beer guy, but to be an Imperial, doesn't it have to be at least 10%? Um, I feel like anything nine and above is, uh, considered Imperial. Okay. Well, see, you would know better than I would, but I know typically to get the tag of Imperial, um, it has to be almost double your average beer. So one thing, I don't know if they do that over in your neck of the woods, but over here, when I go to like uh, Park Plaza Liquor, again, not a sponsor of the show, but if they want to give us money, I mean, that's fine. Or uh, The Raven, <laughs> again, not a sponsor of the show. I was just there the other week with a Mantos. He was doing stand-up. 
um, when you get an Imperial Stout, they are only legally allowed to serve you 10 ounces. Oh, really? Because it's so strong? Right. And so it's the same cost as a, you know, 16 ounce beer, 12 ounce beer or whatever, but it's uh, 10 ounces. All right. Cool, man. All right, Mike. Well, let's get into it. Uh, enough talk about our lives and the fun things of Endgame, which I'm still very stoked about. Go Captain America. Anyways. <clears throat> <laughs> and Ant Man and everyone else, but you know. Oh no, I, I'm 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 extremely excited to see it. I think it's gonna be really good. Um I just hope that the crowd that I end up going with is awesome. Dude, how freaking amazing would it be if they did like Thanos wins and they Thanos just like snaps and kills everyone else and that's the end of the movie? How awesome would that be? Um, uh, that would be different. Uh, I mean, hey, you know, whatever. I'm, we're going to go see it. It doesn't matter what it is. I want to go see it. Yeah, it's not going to be like that. I, I, I have my uh, thoughts of what I think it is going to be. Uh, I definitely think there's going to be deaths in this movie for sure. And not deaths as in, oh, well, they'll come back in a couple movies. I'm talking permanent. Like they get wiped out from the MCU to be cast again later down the road in five or 10 years, whenever they decide to reboot it again or whatever. But that's my thoughts. So anyways, enough about that. We need to talk about another movie that both of us love dearly. Dare I say you probably love this one more than me, but I desperately love this movie. So we're probably going to do something a little different instead of sitting here and just reviewing it. We're probably going to do, Something a little bit more fun. But, uh, Mike, uh, uh, what movie do you absolutely love that we're talking about today? Well, the first rule about it is we can't talk about this movie. Oh, well, then, you know what? Thanks, folks, for joining us. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Uh, no, uh, we are talking about Fight Club. Oh, okay. So we can talk about it. All right. Yeah, um... And, uh, well, I'll just get right into it. Um, Fight Club is directed by David Fincher. Its writers are, uh, the novel is written by Chuck Paula, Paula Nook. I was going to say, uh, I can't help you with that one, man. And, uh, the screenplay is, uh, Jim Euless. Uh, it's starring Brad Pitt, Edward Norton, uh, Meatloaf. Um, Helen Bonham Carter, and uh, there's one other guy I wanted to say. Who is it? Bob has bitch tits. Ah, Jared Leto, because that that was just an awesome role for him. Anyway, um, the synopsis. Uh, I guess I'll just read. Well, I'll read. Uh, the nameless first person narrator, Edward Norton, attends support groups in an attempt to subdue his emotional state and relieve his insomniac state. When he meets Marla, Helen Bonham Carter, another fake attendee of support groups, his life seems to become a little bit more bearable. However, when he associates himself with Tyler, Brad Pitt, he is dragged into an underground fight club and soap-making scheme. Together, the two men spiral out of control and engage in competitive rivalry for love and power when the narrator is exposed to the hidden agenda of tyler's fight club he must accept the awful truth that tyler may not be who he says he is 
Well, that just like spoils the whole movie, doesn't it? Mm, not really. Oh, it gives you the, basically the storyline, but it's all good, man. I mean, seriously, if you haven't seen Fight Club by now, that's on you. I mean, this came out in '99. This this movie's twenty years old. Happy birthday! Ah, uh, yeah, no, it's it's twenty years old, and I uh, I really love this movie. I was just thinking back when I went I went and saw this movie in the theater. Um, I don't know. Did did we see it, Matt? Did we see it together, dude? I think we probably did because it, according to IMDb, it came out the fifteenth of October in nineteen ninety nine. So that would have been just the start of our senior year and right around my birthday. So we probably went and saw it together. I would think. Yeah, um, I do remember that it was only at our uh, local cinema, the R and M Cinema, for one week, and I saw it during the one week, and I told everyone I knew to go watch it because it was awesome and i think it did terrible at the box office in fact i know it did it bombed oh dude the critics tore it apart man the critics just absolutely tore apart and that did not help whatsoever i i just oh man this is one of those movies where i just do not agree with the critics whatsoever they just tear it apart making it this hollywood male chauvinistic fighting raging and it's like if that's what you get out of it you clearly weren't watching the same movie i was yeah and in this movie wow so good and you know uh you know a little history about myself i didn't like brad pitt for a long time when i was growing up i thought he was just a dumb uh you know the the guy who's just the 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 current you know um i don't know hot actor or whatever and he wasn't actually that good he was just good looking dude you can swear you can say he was a cocky little shit yeah well it wasn't until he did seven which was also directed by david fincher where i was like you know what maybe brad pitt's all right and then he did this movie, Fight Club, and I was like, yes. Okay, so Brad Pitt's fine. I don't mind Brad Pitt anymore. Before, I'd really written him off as some kind of just, I don't know, pretty boy actor. And I really like these these movies, and I've liked a lot of other movies since, he's, uh, since then that Brad Pitt's been in. But these ones really defined, for me... Uh, him and then like Edward Norton you know I think Matt and I had talked about this earlier we'd seen American History X and then this is his his follow up to American History X I was like man this guy's on fire I love everything he's doing oh yeah dude yep he hit it out of the freaking park back to back movies for sure um so uh like i've been a fan of both of those those actors ever since and of course david fincher i've been a fan of and apparently you know uh some of the trivia reading about this movie he had a heck of a time with fox on this movie and and he had a heck of a time with fox and when he directed alien 3 and there's there's all kinds of funny things but i'll just tell you one there was a there was a part where, um, uh, uh, Marlena, or, or Marla's uh, character was supposed to say something like, "Oh shit, I need to get an abortion," and the uh, the studio was like, "No, no, no, she can't say that. That's not okay." 
and they're like, all right, well, we'll rewrite the scene, and but whatever we put, you have to uh, say that you'll sign off on it. And they're like, okay. And then she, she said something like, uh, I don't know to exactly the quote, but she said something like, I haven't been fucked like that since grade school. Oh, God, yeah. That line is so... In- oh, God, that line is so creepy and crazy. <laughs> and then they were more pissed, and but they had they had signed... Like, there was, like, this legit, like, deal. So they, they had to leave it in. <laughs> so they were like, we want the old one back. And that's one of the most memorable lines from the movie. On top of it, just their whole sexual i don't want to say romance but their whole you know sexual debauchery with brad pitt and everything is just hilarious like every single time it's like something awkward like one of my favorites is when he answers the door to edward norton he's standing there butt naked except for he has one rubber glove on not two one it's like what why do you need a rubber glove all right never oh, mind yeah no 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 <laughs> No, it was awesome. There, there's so many memorable moments and, and so many quotable lines from this movie. It's like, Bob, Bob had bitch tits. Yeah, like, I said just, that one earlier. I'm sorry. I know, but there's just so many. There's so many awesome quotes in this movie. Um, uh, e- even the uh, the writer of the novel, uh, Chuck uh, Palahniuk. I'm I probably screwed up his name, but the writer of the original novel, novel Fight Club, said the movie was better than his book. Now, Mike, have, have you read the rare. book? No, I haven't read the book. I figured you might have read it because there's a sequel to it as well. I think. Oh, I'm sure there is. And then, interesting tidbit uh, for those of you who are giant super ultra nerds like me that uh, still go to the comic book shop every Wednesday. Fight Club has a comic book run going right now, and they're on issue number four of Fight Club 3 is what the comic series is. Oh, man. I didn't even know Fight Club was a a comic series. Oh, yeah. And not just the first series either. They're on the third series, hence the Fight Club 3. Now, I don't know what it's about. I've never read it. Um, It's done by a smaller publisher so that they probably can get away with a lot because uh, the smaller publishers, you really can kind of do whatever the hell you want. That's why uh, they created Image Comics and all those things and why all those guys left Marvel and DC to create Image Comics is so they could do what they want and own the rights. And anyways, it's a long story. But yeah, lots of stories like that where they do push the boundaries, they push the limits of not only the story, but the art and what they write in there verbally or not verbally, but write in there. That definitely Fight Club fits right in. Yeah, no. Um, the this uh, I don't know. This movie was uh, so so different, and it had such a different take on everything. And since I was in high school, and I'm I'm in kind of a when when I saw this movie, or when we both saw this movie, we were it was 1999. And we were just about to graduate, and it was so different. I really, really liked it. And I told everyone who would listen to go see the movie, and then then I knew it was only in the theater for a week, and then after it was out of the week, I was like, hey, when this comes out in video, you need to see this. Of course, it was like a year later. Well, I don't know if it was a year later back then, but, uh, you know, 
for a long time when we were growing up, when you watched a movie in the theater, until the time it came out into the, the video store, it was a much longer period than it is now. I think now it's like four months. Yeah, it's on average today between three and four months. It depends on the movie. Because they still want to get as many sales as they can out of people actually going to the theater. And then also, uh, I've seen a little bit of the digital on-demand stuff. I don't know if you've been noticing this too, Mike, where they put out uh, the movie for rental or to buy on digital download. And then like three weeks later, they'll release it on Blu-ray and DVD. Yeah, no, I have seen that in a little bit, um, but it, it's 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 just such a different world. Because I mean, when we were growing up, I mean, it was like, I would say it was at least nine months until a movie came out. Oh, yeah. At oh. least that's what it felt like. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm pretty sure it was, but eh, it's hard to say now. It's been a long time. So, all right, Mike. Well, what else do you want to talk about Fight Club? Do you want to get into uh, spoiling it? I mean, we've spoiled quite a bit of it because this does have, in the history of cinema, one of the biggest twists in a film for sure that nobody saw coming. Uh yeah. Uh actually yeah. Why don't you why don't you give me a little question, Matt, and then we'll move on to the spoiler. A little question. A little question. Uh all right. All right. Well, Mike, uh, you know what? Let's go ahead and do it. So, Mike, how does 1999's Fight Club, starring Edward Norton and Brad Pitt and Meatloaf, relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? So on this one, uh, it was a little bit more difficult because, you know, it is a little older, but not too old. Um, but none of our main stars, none, Brad Pitt, Edward Norton, or Meatloaf have been in the MCU. Well, you know what? Now that F- Disney owns everyone, technically Deadpool can be considered the Marvel Cinematic Universe and Mr. Brad Pitt did make an appearance in one of the Deadpool movies, but it's still, that's like a super gray area. Oh yeah. But that's like, yeah, you're, 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 yeah. It's okay. uh, we're really reaching with that one is a good way to put it. Yeah. Well, well, let me get to the one that's actually a little bit All right. more legit. All right. I just wanted to remind you that Brad Pitt did make an appearance in a superhero movie. Yeah. You, okay. You, you are correct on that and i but i wasn't thinking like cameo well and you know he did it for nothing it was he did it for a cup of coffee really he did it for a cup of coffee he just wanted to be in it that bad and it was it took a full day of shooting to do that one split second scene but he did it for a cup of coffee i thought that was just awesome that that makes me so much you know like brad pitt that much more that that is pretty cool all right, go ahead, man. What's who's our who's our star that was in uh, Fight Club and MCU? All right, so um, for this, uh, I had to dig a little bit, and it was a, a set decorator. Uh, his name is Jay Hart, 
And uh, he worked also on uh, Black Panther and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Dude, I'm surprised they even had sets in either of those. It's all like green screen nowadays compared to stuff like this. Yeah, well. uh. Although there's an interesting one on trivia. Fight Club Matrix came out very close to each other. What, Matrix was 98, right? No, Matrix was 99. It was 99 too. It was March. It was March. And this came out in October. So this is... 99 was a good year for movies. Right. Oh, dude, yeah. I, I thought it was 99, but I, I didn't want to jump to conclusions. I didn't remember, and I didn't want to type and look it up. Anyways, um, Fight Club, much like The Matrix, are some of the first films to heavily use the uh, digital CGI as we know it today. Yeah, they did. Um, even Even Fight Club used some of the bullet time type things from... Um, the Matrix in uh, one scene. I think it's the sex scene with um, Edward Norton and uh, Marla, like where it spins around. Yeah, it was. It, they they use the same kind of setup. Well, one of the biggest ones is the very end scene where the skyscrapers are coming down. Oh yeah, all those skyscrapers, that whole skyline. Now the. The skyline itself minus the skyscrapers is actually a still image of the actual L.A. skyline, I believe. But all the skyscrapers in there, they ha- they hired a guy that shot on a big 4x5 camera. And you know what a 4x5 is, right, Mike? Uh, is that medium format or large format? It's large format. That means the large negative, the negative yeah. itself is four inches long on one side, five inches long on the other. Oh, yeah. In the film world. And that's one of the cameras we farted around with a little bit in high school, too. I've actually used them a lot more now. And, you know, whatever. But anyways, to get back on topic, they hired a dude to go out and shoot these skyscrapers in L.A. using it was either a 4x5 or maybe even an 8x10. And he's a professional photographer known for using these large formats. And he shot, like, all the way around each one of these buildings as high quality as he could do. They then they printed them out, gave them to the digital designers so they could draw out the different skyscrapers. And so when the skyscrapers are blown up and they all fall, that's a hundred percent digital. But it's from photographs of them drawing it. Like it took them forever to do this because remember, this is nineteen ninety nine. So we're talking those were like maybe Pentium twos that they're doing CGI on. Oh, okay. So Think they about were, that. They were they were trying to render like photorealistic, but yeah, but do all the cool digital effects. Yeah, no. It, I mean, it looks it looks fine. Like it looks good. Well, I mean, I just watched it. It looked great. Now the explosions are real. They they did the explosions themselves on like models, but they just took the explosions themselves and put them over the CGI stuff. And so they put it all together and they actually, if you watch some of the behind the scenes stuff, that's why I know this. I watched some of the behind the scenes stuff. They actually talk about where, um, Edward Norton's character and, uh, Oh gosh, I'm forgetting her name. The, uh, Marlena, Marlena. Yeah. Um, um, Helen Bonham Carter. Yeah. Are standing there holding hands as the skyscrapers are going down. And the CGI guys had a real problem because they didn't stand close enough to the window. And so they had to change the lighting and everything at the last minute. And like they're like, oh, man, we hope nobody notices. <laughs> like the shadows are kind of screwed up and all kinds of stuff because they didn't stand close enough 
to the window for the CGI stuff to light them properly. Oh, so they had to oh, light them to make si- it look good. digitally. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, it's it's just more trivia. But anyways, speaking of trivia, Mike, I know you got lots on this. Uh yeah, no this 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 movie is just full full of trivia, just various different things. Um, like uh the instant when like uh Brad Pitt's talking about everybody's growing up to be rock stars and and different things. There's a point where he looks at um the uh oh hold on um uh Jared Leto. He looks at him when he's talking about rock stars because he had just become a rock star with 30 Seconds to Mars. And he was looking right at him. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, there's there's all kinds of like little uh, trivia things. Like when you're first watching the movie, there's a couple flashes of Tyler and just a couple of the early scenes. There's some stuff when he's talking about insomnia and the copier. And Tyler just flashes there. Yeah, there's like five or six instances where he, it's like the one single frame like he does with the pornography. Yeah. But it's the same one over and over. And I think there's like five or six of those throughout the film. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, like I love that. And I loved all the things that, I mean, David Fincher went to so much effort where anytime he was interacting with other people, and he was talking with with Tyler. It would only be him that would have like the interaction, and Tyler would kind of be like not not there, kind of like not visible. Is weird. Like when they were walking on the bus, he like said, "Excuse me," to uh, you know the I guess uh, his character's the narrator, but Edward Norton's character, but he didn't say anything to Tyler, like. Because he wasn't there. Like, there's all these little things that are done so perfectly. Like, it's like, man, this movie is so awesome. And I, I, I feel really bad that it didn't do well in the beginning. But I think I think it's definitely made up for all that now. I think people really appreciate this movie now. But, man, it was so well done. Oh yeah, it's what they call a uh, cult classic today because it picked up steam long after it was out of the theaters. Yeah, no, no, it did. It, I mean, poor, poor David Fincher. I think he thought his career was over after this, because um, he he had done, you know, he had done uh, the game, and he had done Seven, and he had done Alien Three. And then he did Fight Club, and Alien 3 and Fight Club were both Fox movies, and they both didn't do as well as people were expecting. So, he's like, damn. But, I mean, he made several other movies, like the, was it, uh, no, uh, Safe Room, which I didn't like that much. I didn't see that one. Yeah, no, that one's not that good. You didn't miss anything. Uh, he made the social network, and then he made you know the the Netflix uh, series that's huge with Kevin Spacey. Of course, now he's not he's not in it anymore. Um, the the one with like the, House the of Cards. Yeah, he did House of Cards, and then he also did the I think the Mind Hunters, 
the one about the the CIA and serial killers. Yeah, or, he did six episodes yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, all yeah. the first uh, season. FBI, though. FBI, and serial. Killers. And he also yeah. did Gone Girl. Oh yeah! Oh, he did do Gone Girl. He did the girl yeah. with the dragon tattoo. Oh yeah, he directed it. I don't it. think I. Lo- I didn't like that one as much. So, well, that was the first one. I thought you liked the first one. I love the girl with the dragon tattoo series, the books, and all the things. But I didn't feel like that movie was. I that was okay. He also did a Zodiac. I have not seen Zodiac, but I want to watch that. Oh, it's it's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah, no. I think I've seen every Netflix. movie that he's... I'm pretty sure I've seen every movie he's ever released. Um, But, uh, yeah. So, I guess I guess that's enough about all that stuff. Uh, Matt? Uh, Mike? What, what, what do you think? What do I think about uh, what and the where and the who for how many cookies? Well, yeah, uh, what do you, what do you, this is your baby, man. I know you love this movie. I know you love David Fincher as a director. Just go nuts, man. What, okay. The big twist. Did you see it when you saw it in the theaters? Did you see it coming? Um, No, absolutely not. No, I didn't see it. Now, did uh, this movie also inspire you to do your first love of a career? Um no no this this movie didn't inspire me for that but I Are you sure? Because I know you've always wanted to splice in a single frame of pornography. And back then it was f- still film when you were working in the projection booth. Uh no, I I I had actually I think I think in honor of this movie I did try splicing a single frame um into something and I don't think it worked very well because um, the two splices are too close to each other. It doesn't go through the projector very well. Well, that's just lame. <laughs> Thanks for yeah, ruining the dream, Mike, the illusion. That's a little bit of technical information. Um, but the 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 thing about the cigarette burns, that's real. That I mean, oh, yeah. that was real. Yeah, yeah I, that was an absolute thing. Yeah, yeah I, everybody knew that. Well, I hope they did. I don't know. Maybe they didn't. But yeah, no, today, I mean, God, isn't that depressing today? It's literally like just people hitting, like, play on a computer. Oh, yeah, man. My my job is, I think, the job, well, the job that I love the most, which was uh, as a projectionist, Um, I think it's completely eliminated. It's not there. Well, you know, my job is quickly following that, so... Oh, Matt, come on. Hey, come nobody on. needs photographers. Everybody's a photographer. Oh, yeah. dude, did you see this? I To get off topic again, I posted on our uh, Facebook page. For those of you who like to follow us on the Facebooks, you know, at Real Film Nerds or Facebook.com slash Real Film Nerds, I came across a trailer on one of the movie sites that I pay attention to, blog kind of things, and it was so absurd I had to post it. Oh yeah, what was it? It's called the Velocipaster. Velocipaster? It's about a priest that turns into a velociraptor and kills people. It's hilarious. It's one of the funniest trailers I've ever seen. It's so bad. Oh man, that sounds that sounds like some good quality movie making right there. Is that like a student project or what? No, I'm not sure. I I didn't look more into it, but he also fights ninjas. 
All right. Well, now that's a good movie. I mean, ninjas, Velasa, pastors, you know. Yeah, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. The the uh when he turns into a uh uh dinosaur in the trailer, I mean, you don't even notice when they pull the toy out from the side. Wow. Wow. All right. <laughs> Dude, it's crazy. I had to share. I just had to. It's nuts. So, if you want to be entertained for about 2 minutes, go check that out. So, anyways, all right, Mike, I'll get back on topic. Fight Club I love Flight Club. It's amazing. Edward Norton, Brad Pitt. Incredible story. Shot very well. Acting was very, very good. Mike, how many reels do you give Fight Club? Ah, well, man, you know, I'm predispositioned predis- on this one. And uh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it five reels out of five. Wow. Well, I saw that one coming. It's okay. I give it five reels as well because I freaking love this movie. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I didn't, I, I didn't see that coming. What? How do you, you not? Gonna, I, I didn't think you were going to give it five reels, dude. It's a movie freaking masterpiece that came out in our youth. It's the story is what makes it, man. The story and the acting was good, and the just all around. It's a really interesting, fascinating movie, and. Again, like I was talking about earlier, when the critics say it's about this and about that and about masculinity, and it's not. If you pay attention to the movie as a whole, it's not. It's about someone losing their goddamn mind because of their office job, basically. Yeah, uh, I mean, pretty much. I mean, somebody who has insomnia and... Yeah, no, you're right. Maybe that's one reason why I relate to it even more is the insomnia part. I'm not nowhere near as bad as that dude, but, you know, I average five or six hours of sleep a night, which is not enough. Uh, no, I would, um, what I know, I would recommend, uh, uh, like, seven. Eleventeen. Then I'd no, be happy. No, no not eleventeen. Oh. No one likes eleventeen. That's too much? All right. That's too much. Well, all right, Mike, I'm thinking since next week is such a big, big week, I know we're probably going to talk forever about Endgame. I figured we were going to talk a lot about this, but it seems like we're at a good uh, stopping point. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I I know I wanted to talk quite a bit about it, but I think think we covered everything that I wanted to cover, and uh, I think the audience knows how much i love fight club and they need to go need watch to. it yeah 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 if if they haven't seen it they need to watch it uh fight club was it's just an amazing movie and it it is a, a cinematic masterpiece and uh you know uh the number one rule of fight club is you don't talk about fight club is one of the most quoted things in in cinema history so Oh, yeah. And all the different things that they've done, you know, in cartoons and other TV shows. I mean, everyone always has a spoof on Fight Club, even if they don't use the lines like, okay, Game Night. Perfect example. There's a modern day movie where they had a Fight Club in it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they did. Nobody knew what a Fight Club was before. And now, you know, everybody knows because this movie is great. 
Anyways, so, okay, Mike, this is what I'm thinking for next week. I'm thinking we're just going to probably do one pod for next week. It's just going to be a long one, and it's going to be about Endgame, and it's going to be us going crazy about it. Yes, everybody and their mom has already reviewed Endgame, so if you want to go and watch someone else's review, go for it. The embargo was lifted on Tuesday, so that's why everybody's getting just slammed with Endgame reviews on YouTube, on the different movie blogs on Facebook, on Twitter, on their pods, whatever, because everybody's reviewing the hell out of Endgame. How do you not? And it's not like we really need to review it because you're probably going to go see it anyways. But guess what? This is our podcast and we want to review it because we freaking love the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Both of us do. Yeah, no, that's well said, Matt. Yeah, we might not get all this early access that all these other guys get, but we're going to review it anyway. And uh, we're super excited about it coming out, and we really hope that uh, all of you guys uh, want to listen to us talk about it. So, uh, you know, stay tuned for our next pod after this one. It's going to be a big one. Yeah, and what we'll do is we'll do our typical format like we always do, and we will make sure and let you know before we spoil any of it. Now, it might only be five or ten minutes into a long podcast, but we will make sure and give you a heads up so that if you haven't seen it, to just click it off. But do yourself a favor. Go be one of the 5 billion people that are going to see it this weekend and then tune in on Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday, whichever day we decide to put it out. We'll figure it out. But so only expect one next week, but it'll be a doozy. Yeah, and, and, and we fully are aware that this movie will set every kind of whatever the hell records there are. I mean, especially coming out in April, it's pretty much going to slaughter anything. And, and I mean, they're not even releasing any movies. Like, everyone knows. It's kind of like this, I don't know. It's kind of weird because everyone's just like, okay, now the Avengers comes out. Okay, in like three weeks, we'll put out a new movie. Yeah, I see a lot of legacy casts or and tributaries in our future, Mike. Yeah, I think so. You know what I'm kind of curious about, and I wasn't at all until I listened to a couple of uh, podcasts, is uh, Hellboy. Well, you know... Um if we can find a showtime uh, outside of the Avengers Endgame, may- maybe we can uh, we can do that one. I I was interested in seeing it. I just we had a lot of things going on, and um, I I I'm honest, dude. I really had no interest in seeing it whatsoever because Guillermo del Toro's Hellboys are incredible. I love David Fincher, and the reviews are just destroying that Hellboy. But again, everybody's comparing it to Guillermo del Toro's, and you can't. From what I've listened to, the comic book nerds enjoy this one because it's a lot closer to the Hellboy comic book. Oh, all right. Well, uh, you know, maybe maybe we'll have to, you know, go see that in, uh, you know, one of these future weeks when there's kind of going to be nothing coming out so yeah that sounds like a good plan that's all i was kind of throwing it out there to gauge your interest because if you're not interested in it i'm really on the fence big time but again i have cinemia and i'm not using cinemia to go see endgame because i wanted to buy the ticket in advance and they're really pushing not doing advanced sales online anymore on cinemia they really want you to buy the ticket on site to save them fees and all that crap so fine i, I didn't so i got three movies to see this month 
All right. Well, cool. Let's uh, let's go see him. Let's burn it up, man. Hell yeah. All right, Mike. Well, let's do it. Go ahead. Get us on out of here. And you know what? I think you need to figure out a way to say it MCU-like. Or you know what? Say it like Tyler Durden. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. That would be funny. Hell, I don't even know what that means. Uh, I am Jack's raging liver, and I am uh, bidding goodbye to you guys. I will uh, catch you at the next fight, or as we like to call, pod. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now go out and catch a movie. We'll